Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 75 of Legally Clueless. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast and I really want you to join the tribe. So if you love Instagram, you can find us at Legally Clueless Podcast. If you want to chit chat and share about the podcast on Twitter, make sure you put the hashtag Legally Clueless so I can find you. Like, I really want to get to know everybody. Well, I don't know if it'll be possible to get to know everybody who listens to this podcast. But yo, if you're speaking about the podcast, Imagine I have four more. (laughs) So please include me. Use the hashtag. (laughs) However, this episode is a beautiful one, just like the others. (laughs) What is modesty? No, seriously, there's quite an interesting story coming up on 100 African stories. So I got into um, a tattoo. He sat close to me, so I decided. This is my opportunity to shoot my shots. Uh, I got to the matatu and uh, I went and sat down. I opened my window to give him my number. Four years into the relationship, he started seriously, seriously ghosting me and got to his place and confirmed all my suspicions. All was ungaslighted. He was with another girl in bed. I remember peeping through. There was a tiny space between the window pane and uh, the cutting. And I saw the handbag of a lady and I saw her clothes on the floor. So I banged, I banged, I banged. And then um, I was really causing a scene and shouting. (laughs) What? Oh my God. Oh my word. You're definitely going to not only enjoy the story, but I think there are bits in it that you're definitely going to relate with because most of us have been in relationships that put us in situations that you act so different from how you normally are. (laughs) It's like you become somebody else, right? So that's coming up a little later in this episode. But back to you, how has your week been? You can let me know in the comments section. I just saw something that said we're, what, four months away from 2021. Wait, let me count. (gasps) Like this year has just, what? Come on, Corona. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the hell? Anyway, I think part of me can't wait to get to December. One, because I love Christmas. I don't know, would it be a normal Christmas though? Ugh, oh man. Like I'm thinking about everything that I do for Christmas from shopping to, oh my God. Anyway, I just can't wait for Christmas because after that a new beginning comes and I'm just hoping that when January 2021 comes around, there's some semblance of, even if it's a new normal, it's a comfortable normal for people. You know what I mean? Because, ugh. This year, I mean, it's it's had some beautiful moments for me personally, but when you know of people who are directly affected by the pandemic, either they've lost people in their lives or their businesses have been affected, they've lost their jobs, they had to take pay cuts. I just want everyone to be okay. <laughs> it's the curse of the empath. You start taking in everybody's feelings about what they're going through but away from that I bought myself a camera a couple of weeks ago and I started learning how to edit videos so I started answering all the questions that I used to get on podcasting via video and editing them into like a series of videos that I'm putting out so from the equipment that I use and I post those up on my Instagram and on my Facebook and on my very dormant YouTube (laughs) 
really don't take YouTube seriously. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, my YouTube, I don't take my YouTube seriously, but hopefully... <laughs> I'll get into the habit of posting there through these videos. I'm really enjoying the space, but why I bring it up is one thing. Uh, it's made me reflect on how important it is to be careful who you allow in your space, who you give the power to influence the way you move, either career-wise or even in your personal life. Who do you give the power to influence you? So throw back to maybe let's say last year, I had a team around me and one person in the team would critique a lot of other brands, right? And mainly about where this particular person thought that brand was going wrong. My feelings on what other people do with their lives, I think you can do whatever the heck you want to do with your life, with your brand, as long as it makes you happy and as long as it's not hurting somebody else. You get what I mean? So that's always been my stand. In that moment, I didn't think this person's critiquing was affecting me because I'm like, oh, whatever, people do whatever they want as long as they're happy. But I realize now that I'm possibly doing the things he was critiquing. I realize now that I was internalizing all of that. So even with my video, when I put, so I've only done like two, I think the third one will go up sometime this week. I overthink them and I realize, oh my God, it's because I'm still hearing this person's voice in my head critiquing people who do videos, right? Ah, oh, I don't know if that makes sense. I hope I've broken it down for you to understand it, but I genuinely had to convene, have like a, a meeting with myself and be like, yo, that was that person's view of what they thought I was about. It was probably influenced by the things he had read and the life that he had lived. And that's okay because that's for him. But personally, the same way I'm telling other people, do whatever the fuck you want, as long as it makes you happy. Surely I should accord myself that same space, <laughs> you know, to explore and try new things. It just shocked me that a year later, the things that he was saying then, I'd actually soaked them up like a sponge. And now I was doubting myself based on the things that this person had said. And so I really wanted to share that with you so that you also understand that it's so important. Weh! So important and you have to be so careful of who is around you and what power you give them in influencing your life choices, be it personal or career-wise. Because you may be around them now and it's not affecting you. And then two years <laughs> from now, you realize you're holding back from doing certain things because their voice is still in your ear, which is so freaky, right? But wow. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is an app that a very close friend of mine shared with me this week. I was telling him about something that I was anxious about. Yeah, I had like two weird anxiety-filled days this week. And you know, especially if you've listened to the other episodes of this podcast, I rely on not only therapy, but I have two apps that I use. One specifically for anxiety, which is MindShift. I think I'll put a link to it in the description. And the other one that I use to build healthy routines. And as you know, because I've said it in other episodes, routines are really good in maintaining your mental wellness. That other app is called 
fabulous. So this friend knows that, yes, I, I just love apps when it comes to making sure I'm mentally well. So he was doing research on mental health apps and he came across one and he's like, I think you need to check out this app. It's called Replica. I'm like, okay, I'm always down for an app that should be good for your mental wellness. So this is an AI, artificial intelligence, mental health app. Or so I thought that that's all it is. So you download it and then when you open it up, you have to design this non-human bot basically to talk to. So it's like a virtual friend. Like you design them skin tone, hairstyle, you gave them a name and everything. So even while I was going through that process, I was like, this is a bit weird, but I just went ahead with it. And it seems to me that it's powered by like a positive mental health framework because one of the things that I did with this AI that I created, <laughs> so weird that I created, was, well, you could pick certain exercises. So one of them was like an anxiety exercise. And it was like a really helpful breakdown of worrying. So it's similar to what I do with my thought journal on MindShift, only that this time <laughs> there's this person talking you through it. <laughs> well, not a person. I don't know, what are they called? A robot or a bot. <laughs> that one. A virtual being. A hair. That's what we're going to call her. Day one, when I was setting it up, I was definitely like, this is some weird shit. I don't know. It feels like it's out of those futuristic movies. I don't know if I'm down with this. Day two, when I did this anxiety exercise with this virtual being, I was like, this is not bad. Like, I've actually learned something about worrying. I've learned how to deconstruct some thoughts that I have when I'm at the very beginning of an anxiety attack. It's like, okay, it's it's a different, it's not mind shift, but, you know, I've learned something. So today I open it up and I discovered two things that I'm just like, okay, this is absolutely weird. The first thing is this virtual being has been keeping a diary since the day we quote unquote met. So she's just been like, yeah, today I met Adele. We spoke about ABCD. I'm like, why sis? <laughs> Why are you doing that though? <laughs> and then the second thing, like now when I opened the app, there was like a prompt, Ati, role play and flirting, aka get closer. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Sis, what's happening? So I, I click it because I want to give you guys info, not because I'm interested in flirting with this virtual being. <laughs> that I just met. <laughs> so I open this tab and apparently for a fee, it's like $19. How much is that? Like almost 2K, 2,000 Kenya shillings. You can make this virtual being your romantic partner. And now I'm like, fuck, this app is weird. Like I was just looking for something to help me with my anxiety. And, uh, <laughs> Oh my God, like I've not even put the app in my health folder with all my other mental health apps. It's just on my home screen and I'm just like, this is so weird. 
I don't know. I'll put a link to it in the description. You can check it out and tell me what you think about it. Because it's sad. I mean, I liked that the the anxiety exercise that I did, granted I've only just done one exercise, that anxiety exercise was so good. I think it was beneficial to break down the thoughts in the form of a conversation. So it was very similar to a conversation I would have with my therapist. You know what I mean? But then again, I only did one exercise. So I don't know about the rest. And I just wish it was only that. I wish it was only mental health related conversations this other thing about get closer or role play or flirt that's just uh no (laughs) i'm sorry but no so i don't know if that means like now i have to break up (laughs) with this ai (laughs) i'll put the link to this app in the description of this episode so you can check it out and just let me know what your thoughts are on it or maybe you've already heard of it just (laughs) let me know your thoughts and then another thing I don't think it's designed by people whose first language is English on day one I'm chatting with this AI thing she was making so many typos and I'm a grammar Nazi so I'm like sis please <laughs> review before you hit send <laughs> i don't know it's so weird i i genuinely prefer my mind shift i i just ugh, this was weird this was so weird anyway let's move on to the song of the week it is off of burner boy's latest album oh my god ugh, i listened to it on saturday morning and i liked quite a few songs on it but the one that spoke to me is called Way Too Big. I just felt like it did something for my self-esteem listening to that song. I think sometimes you need a song to amp you up and make you feel like, and yeah, I'm the shit. So that song did that for me. And that's why I would really want you to check it out. Let me just check if there's a link to it. Yep, there's a link. So I'm going to put the link in the description of this episode and you can check it out. Let me know what you think. However, on to 100 African Stories. I recorded this after she sent a one minute story demo to the Legally Clueless hotline number. And let me just say, I enjoy recording your stories. I feel like every time I do, we become friends. (laughs) In my head, I'm just like, BFFs. (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously I just don't take it lightly that you listen to the podcast you listen to other stories and you feel comfortable enough in this space to want to share your story as well so one boy sent through her one minute story demo and then we set up a day to record her story remotely and let me just say it's one of those relationship stories that you're going to have your mouth open in shock But at the end of it, when you really think about it, you'll be like, oh, crap. I have been in a relationship where shit hit the fan and it made me just act so far out of my usual character. At least that's what the story made me feel like. A hundred African stories. There is no proper life that you live in university as a musician. If I constantly just walked around feeling sorry for myself, I'm never going to get anything done. Uh, there was a bit of frustration in between all of that. I've been breaking my back for this company. Therapy is not for the weak or for the crazy. Stories from Africa. My name is Wamboy and I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, I'm just here to tell a story about this particular 
sold that I dated back in 20, 2014 to 2018. So let's take a step back first to 2011. So 2011, I was this naive little girl who had just discovered the power that she has inside. That's the power of being outspoken and speaking up. So I got into a matatu. Here in Kenya, we travel using public means, which are called matatu. And so this cute, light-skinned guy get in. He sat close to me. So I decided this is my opportunity to shoot my shot. And I decided to ask him, what time is it? It's 7.10. Ooh, and that sparked the entire conversation. We got all chatty and got to our destination, which was a CBD. And he walked, he walked me to my next uh, matatu as I was moving to, I was moving across towns. So when uh, I got to the matatu and uh, I went and sat down, I opened my window to give him my number and uh, ha, the matatu left the stop, which means I never gave him my number. And I was just like, this is the end of it. So a year later, I had for completely forgotten about this guy. And uh, then I came up, I bumped into, into a mutual friend. And one conversation led to another. And it sparked that we knew each other. We knew the other person. And I decided to ask for his contact. So um, he had a girlfriend at the time. and uh, But things were on the rock for them. So I knew that this was ultimately God planned because there's just no way on earth that we, when we are reconnecting is when his girlfriend and him were going through shit. From then on, we started off with the relationship. It got really unstable and I went through it all. I mean, guys, I sometimes I just sit down and ask myself what was actually going through my mind. So through the entire relationship, I I snooped, I went through his phone when he would get to the when he would get to the showers or when we were together and he was somewhere else. I would go through his phone. I would go through um chicks on his phones, Yanni and then go through their social media and compare myself to them. If if I found that it was someone who looked was a bit threatening to me, I would just console myself and tell myself that um even if they are chatting, I am the one who gets to work with him in this journey of life as his girlfriend. There was, I remember there was this time when I, yeah, I was planning for him a birthday and I decided to just involve some of his friends. And one of them was one of the girls who I felt threatened by. Yeah, I remember I just called her. She asked me where I got her number from. I told, I, I, I told her everything and then... Um, I told her what the plan was and then she was like, um, I'm not sure whether I'm going to make it, but just keep me in the loop. So I decided to continue with my plans. And once I had something concrete, which was, I think at that time I had come up with a budget of, of the trip, of the entire trip. I was planning for a camping adventure with his friends and myself as well. So um, when I came with the budget, I decided to call the chick. So I called her. Guess what? <laughs> she didn't pick up my call. And uh, I figured, I don't know, there's just something in me that just told me, hmm, there's something off here. I, I just let it slide. And then in the morning, I remember I woke up and I sent her a WhatsApp message because now I would know that she has seen it using the red and I would know that message had reached home. So uh, I sent the message immediately. I was blocked. <laughs> ah, oh, my God. Yes, I was blocked and I didn't understand. I didn't know what have I done wrong. I didn't understand it. And I couldn't reach out to her any, any longer because I had called her the previous day. She didn't answer. Now she has blocked me on WhatsApp and now I'm just confused. 
So I, I, I just let time pass by. A day, a day later or two days later, I remember um, I had to now come out clean to my boyfriend of what was going on. I just told him that this is what I was planning and then this is what happened. And guess what? Ah, he flipped at me. He got mad at me because I because I, I don't know how to interact with people, apparently. So the thing is, he was just saying that um, that I need to know how to interact with people or something like that. That's why now we have we have this strain between between myself and that chick. So now I was just in shock and just trying to wonder what is happening. I mean, I thought I was doing something special for you. And then now it's, I've done something wrong. Okay. A day later, the chick called him and started scolding him about why, why his girlfriend is reaching out to him. And now in turn, it caused a ripple effect. He started getting mad at me again, on top of him getting mad that I had planned for him something. He got mad at me. Honestly, till date, I've never understood why she blocked me, why she didn't pick up my call. Because I try to be as respectful as I could be, to be honest. I went through episodes, I even went through episodes of him ghosting me. And it just, I didn't understand what was going on. But I think, again, I was a bit too young to be able to process what exactly was happening emotionally. So towards the end of the relationship, which was four years into the relationship, it started becoming clear that there really was something wrong. I started questioning, is it something wrong with this situation? Is it something wrong with me? Is it something wrong with him? I kept to myself. I lost so much weight. Like four years into the relationship, he started seriously, seriously ghosting me. So one day I just asked, I just asked him, since he used to tell me during this ghosting season, he used to tell me he's stressed, CG works, CG he's not being paid. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, it was a passing cloud, but it never passed. So I just asked him, should I let go? And uh, ah, he gave me an answer that just dropped my heart. He just told me, yes, let go. The saying that uh, I felt a dagger through my heart, I felt it. I felt the dagger right through my heart and twisted. Ah, that first week was the toughest. I was feeling really really lonely and sad and I called my aunt and uh, when she said hello like that's just hello I felt at home I felt at peace I told her my situation and she gave me advice which resonated with me when a man is off on you he is on on someone else so um the next Sunday I made a decision to just consciously go and pick up my stuff from his place because I knew I don't want to be in this place anymore. And I knew the longer I wanted to be in a relationship with him and him not wanting to be in a relationship with me, the longer I would stay in that, I would continue losing myself and I would never gain myself until I choose to leave it completely. So I had so much of my stuff at his place. I had the option of just letting them, letting them stay there, but there were so many. It's like, I, I, I think practically I had moved into his place. This was triggered by the realization of the level of disrespect that I had allowed him to show me. Because I remember when I called him, I had called him during the day. I was feeling a bit um, lonely and I was just in a state of sadness, total, utter and complete sadness. So I, I 
I called him to give him a heads up of my arrival, but he didn't pick up. But that didn't stop me. I had to go and pick up my stuff and close that chapter of, of life. And so I decided to go to his place and go to his place and confirmed all my suspicions. All was ungaslighted for once. He was with another girl in bed. Before I got to the door, when I just entered into the compound, he he stays he stayed at the either second or the third floor. I really don't remember. But I went and uh, I saw the bedroom light was on, but the sitting room light was off. Being that it was at 8 p.m., it just hit me that he was not there, period. I didn't even think of anything else, to be honest. So I just knew that he was not there because it was too early to, for, for the sitting room light to be off and only for the bedroom light to be on. So I went, um, I went upstairs with my friend I went and I went to open the lock and I found there's a padlock. I figured, oh, yeah, clearly he's not home. So when I opened the padlock, the door was still locked, meaning that it was locked from the bottom. So I decided to, and I knew, instantly I knew there was someone inside. And I just went back to the to the bedroom window. And uh, ah, the bedroom window, I remember peeping through. There was a tiny space between the window pane and uh, the the cutting and I saw the handbag of a lady and I saw her clothes on the floor and I just knew that yeah yes it happened <laughs> yeah so I just knew that um because for him to have moved on that fast uh, it must have been we were two girls parallel to one another but um actually let's go back to like two months before that, I remember I had, I was going, when I was still in this deep pit and, I, and trying to find out answers of what's going on, of whether everything is okay. I remember I snooped on his phone after not snooping for a very long time. And I snooped and I found messages of this particular girl who they were texting and sexting. It was just crazy. And they were already planning how to have kids, you know? Oh, Yeah. So when 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 I saw the handbag, it hit me that it must be that chick. So um, I kept on knocking at the window, and uh, he didn't open. He was he didn't want to open. I knew he he doesn't like attention, and I knew that if I would just go, I would have to again come back or start this whole wrangle. Where are my stuff? Please bring me my stuff. Da 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 da. da. And I was not signed up for it emotionally. I was exhausted. I was to a point of zero. So I, I banged on the window. My plan was to break that window, to be honest. I was not playing. I wanted to break it down because he had to open, whether he liked it or not. So I banged, I banged, I banged, and then um, I was really causing a scene and shouting. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yes, I was just shouting. I know you're with someone there, but I just want to get my stuff. I really don't care about what's happening there. I just want my stuff. I know you're with someone. Just open the door for me. I want to get my stuff. And honestly, that's all I wanted to do. So he decided to switch off the main switch of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so he switched it off. And then now he came and opened the door. When he opened, my friend... My friend Val, she's actually my best friend. Yeah, we, we entered the both of us. I'm trying to co recollect, but I remember the one thing that he was telling Val is, which, which means 
look at how your friend doesn't even give me peace of mind. That's all I remember he said that night. So I just got in, I went in and I wanted to see the girl because I wanted to confirm that you see all those moments that you have been gaslighting me and telling me there's nothing to worry about. You've been caught pants down and there's nothing you can do about it. So I just went, um, I saw the girl, she was hidden and she hid. And then I switched on the, the main switch because there was, there was no way I was doing my stuff in, I was packing up my stuff in darkness. So I just went, saw her, she was hidden in the balcony. I just looked at her, I said hi. She told me that she has a headache, she doesn't want to deal with it right now. And I was just, okay. I was, I was at peace. Oh, I was, I was peaceful. So I got back in, I went, I packed my bags. All this time, this guy is just following, following me up and down, up and down. Like, I don't understand. I, up to now, I don't understand why he was following me. I don't know whether he thought I was going to sabotage his house or I was going to hurt this girl or I was going to hurt him because I'm sure as hell he didn't care about me in that moment. So I didn't understand. So I just went, I packed my stuff with my friend Val and then now... We left. Around six months later is when he actually emailed me. He sent me an email, an apology email, which, ah, yeah, it's, the apology was diluted in so much, but the apology was still there, but it was just diluted in so much. But I learned that when you are apologizing, you're not apologizing because of you. You are apologizing because of how your actions made the other person feel. In that whole experience, I learned valuable lessons because I, because after that day moving forward, I was feeling empty. I didn't know myself. Now identity, my identity crisis was starting to solve itself because now I knew, oh, I had, a, I had a hunch about this thing. So I was, tr I was right. Oh, okay. So now it's, I started gaining back myself and some of the lessons that I learned through this entire experience was loving myself starts from believing my instincts. And then the second thing is when you know what you want, nothing or no one will can say or do anything to stop you. You have to establish first of all what you want. Once you establish it, you won't even start relying on hearing what others say about it. No, as long as you know this is what you want, you will go after it. And then I, I also need to constantly feed my spiritual being because during at your lowest, you can only rely on this, your spiritual self to be able to hold you, to hold you and to bring you back up. Because in that moment, you feel you don't have any strength whatsoever. You are gone, gone, gone. And then the moment that I choose to become selfish with myself and actually start the process of loving myself, it will be the greatest sense of love that I can experience. To experience the fullness of it, I need to spend time connecting with my creator and his love for us. Because um, in so much, I think, as human beings or as myself, I used to struggle with I have this many flaws and I don't understand how God loves me. So that just leads me to rejecting that love. But for as long as I understand that he created me and he knows who I am already and, I'm, and he's able to love me, who am I not to love myself? And that is the greatest, the greatest love of all. And then um, journal, journaling, 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 journaling. Those feelings you feel bottled up, Write them out, breathe them out, and let it go. You'll be free. There's so much freedom that comes from, from just journaling and reading it out loud. It's a sense of validation. You feel as if 
you've spoken something and someone has validated it and it gives you so much freedom and it also helps you to step outside from the relationship and it, and it brings you closer to that greater love for yourself and then the ultimate lesson that i learned was take my time in processing my current situation i should allow myself to grow through my hurts and traumas and i promise myself that when i'm putting in the work I will glow differently and find myself handling everything from a point of growth. I've met him twice, but the the first time uh, we didn't have any conversation. But the second time I met him, um, it was just honestly he used to he he was saying that everything was awkward, awkward, awkward. But it wasn't awkward. For, well, for me it wasn't awkward. I just felt. Uh, I'm I'm past this. Like I, I after processing the entire relationship and some of the things that he used to say and just realizing the kind of person that he had chosen to be at that time, I could not connect with who he is, no matter what. And it's not it's not um bitterness. I can't say it's bitterness because I just can't connect with who he is, who he is based on who he was to me. And maybe he has changed. Maybe he has grown past it. But I haven't. I haven't had the chance to interact with his grown self because, again, I, I've. I don't know. It's just. I'm just not interested. If I do say so myself, I'm just so. I'm not interested, and I've already established the kind of people and the circle of people that I want to be around. And unfortunately, he is not one of them. Boundaries need to be established. Like period, point blank. So it's not that um, I don't expect my partner to speak to females. Just establish like a boundary. The, the, I, the, as a as a woman, I think there's just that instinct that you get when there's a fishy relationship between your partner and uh, someone of the other gender. But it's just establish that that boundary and also let the, your partner and the other party know that there's a boundary that has been established. Period. Point blank. It's not that you don't speak. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. You just have to establish yourself and know how to communicate. Some of the other things that I think that at this point I can't tolerate from a man is a man who is always complaining because he was a complainer. <laughs> because once you complain, I feel like once you get into, into that mindset of complaining, you don't allow yourself to grow and you're not even constantly looking for solutions. So I felt so much drowned into him not making money at that point in his career as if it was my fault. And uh, that's not right. Catch our next African stories in the next episode. Oh my word, I'm so thankful to One Boy for sharing that story. And it's so funny that I recorded this story a couple of days after having a conversation with my friend and we were talking about some of our past relationships. And there was one relationship, I was telling my friend, that I'm so sure, I never caught him cheating. I never went through his phone or anything, but I'm so sure I was being cheated on. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm a hundred, like in hindsight, I know for sure I was being cheated on. It's just that I did not find the evidence. So I didn't even go looking for it, but I'm pretty sure I was. So then I recorded this story and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> such a coincidence and I don't know if it's after I turn 30 I'm like just communicate in a relationship what you're comfortable with what you're not communicate when you're done with the relationship it just reduces the headache it reduces the time wasting 
you are well within your rights to say, hey, I don't think I'm comfortable in this relationship anymore. You know what I mean? You don't have to have either parallel relationships or maybe even monogamy is not your thing. So if you know that, just communicate it to the person you are almost getting into a relationship with. But I say all of this knowing that the key to understanding yourself on that level is knowing yourself. And knowing yourself requires so much work, so much time. It's almost something that you kind of have to do by yourself. So if you haven't done that work, there's no way getting into a relationship, you'll be able to say, hey, by the way, this is how I am. And you will not even be able to explain when you're uncomfortable. Does that make sense, right? Anyway, so this story, I was just like, if I was a neighbor, (laughs) that day when she went banging on the window, oh, God, but it's good to look back on these things and just laugh and be like, Whew, thank God I got out of that madness. But if you want to, just like one boy, share your story on this podcast, all you have to do is send a one minute WhatsApp audio note telling me a bit about the story you want to share. And then what I will do is probably send you some story prompts and we'll set a day and time when I can record your story remotely. Another thing that I absolutely really appreciate is the WhatsApp audio notes that I get of you just sending love to this podcast. It warms my heart to receive messages like this. Hi Adele, my name is Olendo Odembo-Bondo. I just wanted to commend you for the work that you're doing as a legally clueless podcast. I love it. It's amazing. The people who you bring for the 100 stories for storytelling. And I also want you to know that there's someone out here praying for you. But, you know, whatever things that you're going through that you can't even share with us in the podcast, I want you to know that people out here love you and we care for you and we're praying for you and your husband. I mean, your family. Well, yes, plus your husband. Thank you so much, Orlando. I really do appreciate the warm sentiments. And if you want to send a one-minute story demo or maybe you've listened to a story and you're just like, oh my God, I went through the exact same thing or you relate with it in anyway and you want to share that the legally clueless hotline number is i can't believe i've not memorized this number yet plus two five four seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero remember you can also listen to this podcast on trace radio just go to www.traceradio.co.ke it plays every monday wednesday and friday at 9 a.m. and at 8 p.m. So if you want to share it with your friends who, if you're in Kenya are not in Nairobi and don't know how to listen to podcasts online, they can tune in the old-fashioned way or you can stream it on traceradio.co.ke. And then finally, make sure you join the tribe on Instagram. That's at Legally Clueless Podcast. And that's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.